This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 22, Episode 9, Communications Down! The book, Star Wars X-Wing Wraith Squadron by Aaron Alston, the year 1998, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe. I am Jeff, that is John right over there. And this is the podcast where we discuss old Star Wars books. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. We get the old books and we read them. Yeah. And you may think these aren't that old, but this book's from 1998, so it's 25 years old. Here's the thing. You might think it's not old, but time marches on Uh and will make fools of all of us. You want to think, you want to feel old? You are. (laughs) You want to feel old? Become aware of your body. (laughs) Especially how your tongue doesn't fit in there. Hey, I bet your butt feels kind of weird right now, don't it? Oh, no, it does. Actually, feels great because we just got brand new computer chairs in here. <laughs> My butt feels delightful and delighted. It feels lovely. It is experiencing no less than three delights. <laughs> ah, earthly delights. <laughs> yes, I'm in the computer chair of earthly delights. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, how are you? I'm doing good. Things are going okay over here. Okay. Great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got we've got uh, nothing in particular on the horizon right at the moment other than the soon release of our of our RPG tarot deck. That's right. Yeah. Our ultimate RPG tarot deck is coming soon. It'll be released to the public on June the 6th. If you would like a copy, then simply proceed to your bookstore of choice and purchase a pre-order at this time, especially from the online retailers like Simon & Schuster or Amazon. Or go to your local bookstore and demand it. <laughs> Tell Slam them. your fist upon the table. Tell them that you will not be denied. <laughs> you will have satisfaction. And our RPG tarot deck. Yes, the ultimate RPG tarot deck coming soon to stores near you and the internet already. Get a white glove ready because you're going to need to slap your way to enjoyment. Get a white glove ready because it might be dirty and you'll need to tell. No other reason. <laughs> Uh, we're left. When laugh, we laughed. <laughs> when last we left our heroes, <laughs> they had just completed a super cool commando raid on a window factory. That's right. Finally, they'll teach Warlord Zinge not to want windows. <laughs> I mean, technically, it was a, a transparasteel factory that made canopies. And as we learned, I mean, it made all the windows. Made all kinds of stuff out of transparasteel. You name it. If it's made out of transparasteel, they had you covered. <laughs> In transparent steel. Mm-hmm. That's right. They smothered and they started out their mission to take the night caller. Their uh, very they're like what was it a uh, what's what type of vehicle? Corellian Corvette. Corvette. Uh huh. I don't know why I keep thinking it's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a Dantooine Porsche. <laughs> 
Wedge having a midlife crisis, <laughs> getting a Dantooine Porsche. It's a perfectly good car. <laughs> I don't know why you think I, I, I have a midlife crisis. I just think it's a good car. I don't know why I'm having a midlife crisis myself. If the book's already established that I'm 28. <laughs> uh, and they did their first port of call at Zabomi. Yeah, it was Zablomi. Heywood Zablomi. Heywood Zablomi. The name of the, the planet. planet they went yeah, to. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the planet from the last one. But uh, they, they uh, face had to deal with the local magistrate who was secretly in the pocket of the warlord Zinge. Yeah. While the rest of them executed a daring raid. Indeed. And we uh, awesome. had a, a fun fight with some Imperial probe droids. Mm-hmm. And then... Heywood the- Zaprobmies they were. <laughs> Indeed. Uh-huh. And then they blew up the entire factory. Yes. Because it was helping Warlord Zinge. And also, it ruined the economy of the entire area they were in. Everyone in that town required this factory to help feed their families. And they blew it up. Yes. They're assholes. I mean, it was a secret factory, so presumably only the people who worked there specifically, who were on the side of the Empire, and that dude in charge who's, who was lining his pockets I mean, with his graft and grift and gruffed. It's not like, ooh, no one knows this factory is here. It was just... Hey, no one knows we're using our factory to help Warlord Zinge. Well, okay, I guess maybe it wasn't a secret factory. Actually, I think it was, because when, when Face took a tour of it, they, they intentionally No, they had didn't... a secret floor that yeah. they didn't take They had a secret to. floor on that factory that was itself a secret factory. <laughs> Insofar as it manufactured secrets, thus be- making it a <laughs> it secret factory. secret factories. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be a secret factory factory. <laughs> it was a secret factory manufactorum. Yes, and if it made secret factories secretly, it'd be a secret secret factory factory. <laughs> Double secret. <laughs> so, uh, regardless of that, they blew up a building and... Escaped on the largest Jabba sail barge in town. <laughs> <laughs> now, we join our heroes as they excitedly revel in all of their dumb nonsense and... The two TIE fighters that uh, showed up, that they destroyed, we find out immediately those kills are going to go to Kel and Wedge Mm -hmm. because they were on the armatures of the barge and not to Phelan, who was driving the barge. Yeah, she's got to be real grumpy about that given that she has been picked for her role in this commando raid situation because she's an expert driver of all things ground vehicle. And now she's like, wait, so anytime I drive the ground getaway car and we get kills, I don't get them? I quit this dumb outfit. If there's a gunner, they get the kill. Yeah, you better hope there aren't huge amounts of Tatooine and farm girls waiting to replace me. (laughs) Just absolute swaths of them out there. <laughs> so, but yeah, she's actually not all that put out by it. She's, they, they, uh, for whatever reason, this is how they're starting their debrief, is Kel saying like, all right, I did some research into the protocol and technically those crane things we use to grab the, tri- the TIE fighters and road haul them counts as, uh, counts as our kills. So we get the kills and Phelan, you don't. She's like, Whatever, I'm the first person in history to use two TIE fighters as boat anchors. I think I want that noted in the in the log. And Wedge is like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll put it down. I'm, I'm making a note right here. Yeah, right. Ooh, big print. <laughs> Phelan is so good. <laughs> yes, I got it. Let me just turn that around and show you what I drew. Oh, it's a big picture of your dumb, ugly face. <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to save this anyway. <laughs> I was being disingenuous. Turns out I'm an asshole. <laughs> now to get in my Porsche and get out of here. 
That thing stinks of Dantooine. <laughs> Absolutely ripe with Dantooine. <laughs> Uh, so they're just basically doing a breakdown. After that, they go into a little discussion about what exactly was happening with the big core takeaway being that one of the things I think we we uh, talked over throughout the uh, the uh, last episode we kind of missed is that they did find a room full of transparasteel boxes, like giant boxes. Yeah, just big transparasteel cubes. And everyone was like, what do you need a giant cube that you can see through yes and so as they're discussing that piggy who did not never went to that floor because he was up on the top floor uh basically watching the door and getting ready to help with the getaway sees the cubes in their hollow recording and is like those are uh those are cages he's like i know exactly what that's for those those are transparent steel cells for for specimens yeah you see that's where you would normally hook up uh, all your pipes Mm -hmm. this is where you'd put in all of your wiring Mm -hmm. this is where the door is this is where you would look in through with cameras There's and he just points everything yeah. out and they're like how the f- what what the fuck are you talking about he's like that is literally the exact same type of thing that i was in at the bin ring facility i grew up in one of those yeah i spent my entire childhood and young adulthood inside of that exact cube and you know they're like okay is this does that mean like literally this exact type of cube is this unique or is this just like, oh, this is a standard prison cube? He's just saying that's a regular-ass transparasteel specimen observation cube. And he's like, nope, that is the exact cube. Oh, I yeah. know because it was my, my whole world for quite a long time. And Fanon's like, I'm a doctor, and I worked in a bunch of different places, and I've seen what they use to hold specimens and stuff, and this is very different from the kind of things you would see to hold, you know, like, whether it's like a plague victim or a wild animal or whatever, this is... A very unique design. This yeah. is not just a generic thing. Well, notably, they're not even cells. They're observation things. Like, there's no door on the front of these. And there's no windows. <laughs> well, it's all window. But uh, It's all windows and all doors. <laughs> there's, a, there's a hatch on the back that you can use to shove someone in there. But then the front side is designed to face towards scientists. Like the, you know. yeah, the whole point is you don't get privacy. Yes. You're always being observed through this side that has no doors. You're not, you're not coming out for... for uh, a breath of fresh air. You live in this thing. It is a hamster cage. <laughs> so uh, so they're like, no, these are 100% the, the Sebring ones. I've never seen them anywhere else, and that is dead on. And like, well, I guess we have to add Sebring to the list of places that might be on board with Zinge then, because if we're manufacturing these for him, but why? What does he need them for? And I, I did like that Fannin, by the way, mentioned when in that discussion. He was like, look, I was present when What's-His-Name, the scientist, was designing the Kratos Plague. And uh, that required test subjects, and even that didn't use cubes like that. It used a, a whole different model. Yeah. And the Kratos Plague is yet more uh, Rogue Squadron, Ison, Isard crap. So, yes. So, yeah. But, yeah, that whole thing is also out in the, like, corporate sector, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes it a little more difficult because they're like, oh, well, I mean, we want to check that out, but that's outside of, you know, jurisdiction for the New Republic. Yeah, it's on the planet Rathalos. <laughs> ah, Rathalos. Yeah, not Rathalos. That's like a that's like the dragon from Monster Hunter. And not Rafello. That's a Magic the Gathering card. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Uh, and and not also- Raffy Bros. Those are big fans of uh, of the children's musician. Ah, yes, the Raffy Bros. I would love to be a Raffy bro. <laughs> if there were enough other Raffy fans that I could hang around with them and bro out about Raffy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I wish my father would send me to buy bread. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, That's right, we're all going to the fucking zoo, zoo, zoo. 
Yo, hand me that banana phone. <laughs> ring, ring, bitch. They also have a quick discussion about, like, what do you think Zinj is trying to do here? Like, what is his overall deal? And we get a lot of people being, you know, throwing out their various ideas and whatnot. But essentially, Wedge is sad because the whole thing boils down to, oh, he's essentially trying to make, like, businesses to support himself. Mm -hmm. Because he has a decent amount of territory that he kind of controls as a warlord. But he is going outside of that and being like, oh, I'm going to get, like, little individual businesses that will both support me because a lot of the things we've seen have been like, you know, the transparent steel for, uh, windows and shit for yeah, tie for fighters, for and, tie fighters. Yeah. And his, uh, star destroyer, mm-hmm. but also, you know, full, some fuel refinement facilities so that he yeah. can get fuel. And so wedge is sad. Cause he's like, Oh man, he's doing all the standard, like, we're the underdog type guy, like rebellion things we used to do. And now we're like the empire where we have to actually worry about like set outposts that we have and yeah. holding territory we currently have. Yeah. Like it basically sounds like, uh, like Zinj's big plan is to not go legitimate, but go self-supported. Like he's warlord Zinj. That's the, the, the title he took for himself after he, uh, the, the empire was dissolved uh, he picked up Warlord because that's how he operates. He goes around from from place to place and basically takes them over and absorbs their resources and personnel and then moves on uh, and then keeps the territory. But that's not sustainable. No, just going to a place and be like, give me all your crap and leaving will only keep you going so long until you get confronted. Because again, yeah, he has a super star destroyer. It is very impressive. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start going towards any place where the actual government can get a hold of you, you're going to get blown up. So he's like, I can't just keep taking places and relying on my big ship to do this. Yeah. I've got to set up businesses. Mm-hmm. And all of them are under various, you know, little names for his. Uh, so he's trying to also keep it separate cells. Again, being like, oh, if. You know, one of these gets taken down and nobody has enough information to take down all the other ones. Right. I mean, ultimately, though, I, I, they don't even address or attempt to address why he would need special prison observation cubes. No, we don't know why yeah. he has the bin ring thing going on. I mean, it may be later that he's like, oh, yeah, this is a big genetic engineering test to try and create the perfect man. Yeah, he could have just been behind the uh, the operation of the uh, the first study of, of the Gamorreans. That yeah. might have just been him. And I'm I'm just assuming because he's an ex-Empire, it wouldn't be, I want to make super Gamorreans. Rather, it's, this was a test to see if we can genetically engineer Gamorreans to be amazing and then use it on humans. Yeah, probably. So that's their whole deal. They do a whole bunch of talking about all of that. And then... Uh, they get into the fact that they're like, all right, we need to make sure that we are doing these operations such that it doesn't look like the Nightcaller is part of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it can't be Captain Dorellian's thing where he's like defected to the New Republic and is just flying around. So it's got to look like Dorellian's being followed. So we need to keep working on making sure that that's what's happening. That yeah, he, when that- Face goes down to take like a tour of places... He can't go, hey, so how's secret things and where are they? Because then it seems very suspicious if you 
have a guy go down, ask you where a secret bunker is, and then that secret bunker gets blown up. Yeah, they can't do it forever. So it, they're like, instead, we're going to have General Kraken have a team to go down to the planet ahead of us and scout out so we can get information beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then when Face goes down and does like some tours and whatnot, we can have some information ahead of time so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to improv knowing all the things. And that way, if they find out secret stuff is going on, he doesn't need to ask about it, mm-hmm. so it doesn't seem suspicious if then, right after he asks about something, a team shows up and blows that up. Yes. It Plus, just looks like, oh, someone is going place to place after us. Exactly. So they've got that plan in mind, and for the moment, I think they're just going to keep going business as usual, because there's kind of a very quick montage sequence of them doing another one of these sort of deals, where they discover a planet that works primarily in mineral resources and metals, uh, and track down that, oh yeah, sure enough, there's metals they're offering to Warlord Zinge. They have a big list of all the different kinds of alloys and metals available, but rather than taking that part of the the facility out, they find out that the facility sold Zinge recently a a, a small ship foundry, and then they go blow that up. (laughs) Then that gets blown up. That gets blown up. They blow up a foundry that was doing something, that's all just happening in montage, uh, and then we jump right back in as we kind of visit with the characters again. Yeah. So, uh, we, let's see, we do get a little scene where we find out beforehand, uh, Face had asked when he was leaving on the shuttle from the last mission before they did their, uh, demolition stuff mm-hmm. on the window factory, uh, he was like, hey, Cubber. Can you, in exchange for me giving you pilot lessons, can you do some modifications to my R2 unit? Yeah. And if we find out what those modifications are... Yeah, he stops by to visit Tyria, who is working diligently away, as we mentioned in other episodes, uh, on the X-Wing simulator, because she doesn't want to be the worst pilot in the unit. It's very important to her. Yeah. And she's just not cut really an expert X-Wing pilot, so this is a lot of extra work she's putting in. Yep. So he meets her outside of it, and she's like, hey... Just so you know, this is a part that led me to left me with some questions. Uh, she comes out of it. She's like, "Yeah, I'm a little better than I was last time. I get a little better every time." Uh, by the way, I would not use the X-wing simulator for a while. I was. Looking, <laughs> I would not go in there. Yeah, Woo! Give, give that about 45 minutes because I ruined it. I took a massive dump in there. I just completely filled the X-wing simulator with my turds. <laughs> That's right. I tried to put it on a very difficult simulation, and I shit my pants. It's gonna smell like the specter of death in there, but it's just my own poops. <laughs> uh, I need to go see the doctor. <laughs> I've got. Problems, <laughs> but yeah, Terry is just like, yeah, I I was really pushing myself, so I was sweating hard. It smells like stink in there. Yeah, let it air out for a minute. And he's like, that's cool. Hey, hey, let me show you something. Yeah, this is as she is getting her own droid down. She has to use like a special hoist that's installed to this thing to lift the droid out of this X-wing simulator from like a socket it plugs into. And I know that's how astromech droids work. Astromech droids work on X-wings, right? Yeah. But my big question here is, does it need to do that when it's on a shipboard simulator? Do you really need to crane it up? Couldn't it just scomp in with its little little robo dick that it has? Scomp in. Scomp is the actual word. I know it sounds like I just made up a dumb word, but that's... Scomps. That's an, Scomps. No, scomp is a real Star Wars word. It's what describes that, that, that link thing. That, remember when R2 was like talking to the Death Star with his little robo penis? Yeah. That's so a, instead of a USB, what we have is a scomp. A scomp, yes. That's scomping. 
And uh, <laughs> oh, good. And uh, I'm just why does it just have one of those things? I'm pretty sure that's what that big socket is on an X-wing. Anyway, you socket them in there so they won't get blown off the ship. Plus, it's usually in there so they can help do repairs yeah. and things. So you don't need that on a simulator. This crane feels unnecessary. Yes, but they still do it. And also, they mention like, oh, it might seem. You know, equally unnecessary, you would even put an R2 unit in there. You could just simulate an R2 unit. But because eventually, you know, droids are sentient beings with their own personalities. They get training too. Yeah. And, you know, it works better to be like, oh, I need to get good at flying with my R2 unit. Yeah. So that we are good partners flying. Now, now she of course I, I I hate to I hate to uh to correct you here, but she has an R five unit. Oh no. An R five probably a D four. <laughs> but she has an R five unit, and his name is Chunky. <laughs> oh Chunky. <laughs> God bless you, Chunky. Anyway, as Chunky's coming down, out comes faces R two unit, Vape. Yeah, and Vape has been repainted. Normally it has the red stripes, but now it's got the Wraith gray ones, mm-hmm. and she's like Oh, look, you repainted it. And he's like, no, that's mostly just to hide the mods I did. Hold on, let me show you something. Hey, hey, vape, give me a cold one. Mm -hmm. And a hole opens up in the R2's head, and it boops out a beer that he grabs from the midair and is like, ha-ha, I got a beer droid. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure droids already had that thing stocked. Remember, R2 has one. He used that to shoot the lightsaber way up high. Yeah. So I assume that... I assume the modification was a refrigeration unit because yeah. it's a cold beer. Exactly. It's not like he was keeping that lightsaber on chill. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe that's a fridge launcher and he just had a really cold lightsaber on, on Tatooine that day. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just thinking of the euphemism that is keep your lightsaber on chill. <laughs> which I think is basically keep it in your pants, but for Jedi. It's pretty much. It's, it's a little too long, which is perfect for a Star Wars book. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's you're right. Hey, keep your lightsaber in a chilled position. <laughs> you mean just calm down, right? Of course I do, but no phrases are less than 26 words. We're not allowed brevity here in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Brian. Brevity is the way of the dark side. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so that yeah, is... He's got a beer droid, and he gives her a beer. <laughs> we find out that I cannot wait for some chapter where this droid shoots a beer aggressively at an enemy. Yeah. Because I know it's going to happen, Yeah, and I need it to I, happen. I mean, I figure what's going to happen is he's going to say, cold one, and fire a beer up, and it'll distract someone. <laughs> That's probably what I... What's, I don't think he's going to actually aim the droid like an old-timey ship cannon and shoot beer at people. That said, I am ready to be surprised. I would love it if I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, And then... They, doing their little circuit of things, eventually come across a system that doesn't even have a name. It's supposed to be completely uninhabited, but it is in the Nightcaller's system Mm -hmm. as like, oh, this is a place that we are supposed to go. We've been here. And, by the way, isn't it weird that Star Wars has beer? Eh. Like, why wouldn't it? I mean, I get it. They, we, we've established, like, coffee and chocolate and stuff. In, yeah, they in got stuff. wine. They got yeah. all sorts of shit. But it's just beer. It's not even like... You didn't even call it, like... Uh, there's, like, a word. It's, like, Elba beer or something. Mmm, Elba beer. Mm, so dry. <laughs> yeah. It's Elba beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just its Spanish name. <laughs> Elba beer. Also, <laughs> sorry. I have a stutter. 
<laughs> no, but El- it's Elba beer. But like, I was just sort of taken aback by beer. I was expecting a mug of of you know elk or something like that, where they do it half the name. Give me a, monk- a mug of Sith ale. Yeah, I would. I would assume normally it would have ale as its thing because yeah. that's. That is the go-to descriptor mm-hmm. for a beer when you don't want to say beer in like sci-fi, fantasy, anything. It's always yeah. ale, which is weird because you got to wonder whether or not Star Wars has lagers. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, get me a nice crisp IPA. Wait, <laughs> does India exist here? <laughs> oh, that stands for Ithor. <laughs> Ithorian pale ale. <laughs> It's extra bitter because Ithorians grow incredibly sour flowers. Real shitty sour flowers. <laughs> and we just cram them full of it. <laughs> Normally this has a good flavor, but now all you can taste is shitty flowers. <laughs> I mean, I love that Ithorian is the perfect replacement for Indian in that in that situation, too. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, they, they, they work primarily in flowers, so... Or plants. It's perfect. It, it works great. It's worked now, on so many levels. Who makes a Pilsner? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dantooine. <laughs> Nothing but Porsches and Pilsners. Goddamn Dantooine Pilsner. <laughs> You're such a douche wedge. God. I'm cutting a, a wedge of orange into mine. <laughs> That's for wheat beers, you dick. <laughs> and now I'm like, all right, well, who has a Hefeweizen? Who's the most German planet that we can get a Hefeweizen from? I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of any planet that has rigorous German efficiency. Let us know. What's the most German Star Wars planet? Let's go through. Everyone help. Everyone who's more into beer than I am. I don't like any beer. Everyone Uh, who's more into Star Wars than I am because I don't like Star Wars. Come together and assign where all the beers come from in Star Wars. (laughs) Let me know where most of those Belgians are. What's the most Belgian planet in Star Wars? (laughs) It's that one with all the bugs on it and the crystals and stuff. That planet of twilight. You gotta narrow that down more. Bugs <laughs> and crystals? <laughs> Fuck you. That's half the planet. No, that was a whole book, the planet of twilight planet. <laughs> I just don't remember what it was called. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Anyway, they go to this random far off place that is supposed to be uninhabited, doesn't have a, even a name, and they're like, alright, well we'll sit a ways outside the system and just Look for any sort of hint that people are there. Yeah. And indeed, you know, Jasmine manages to get a very faint transmission, Mm -hmm. uh, and it is encoded, but, you know, Jasmine's great. She decodes it in, like, five minutes. It was a simple mathematical substitution. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of one, it's one. (laughs) I replaced the one in this code with Folger's Roast Crystals. (laughs) And Bugs. (laughs) Let's see if they notice. <laughs> but yeah, all they get back is just two assholes going like, hey man, is it cold over there on that planet? Shut up. Are you you feeling all right? You you a little chilly? Shut up. Is it is it cold like cold cold or is it cold like, ooh, my my nether regions are freezing? Or is it like cold like my nether regions have fallen off cold? It's cold like your mom's butt before I call her and she gets all hot about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so these two just 
are assholes to each other. Yeah. Because one of them is obviously... In the cool base, the nice base. The nice base, and he's calling the person who is on the shitty asteroid belt Mm -hmm. and be like, hey man, how's it going on the asteroid belt, dickhole? (laughs) And that guy is not happy about it. Yeah, and uh, they even point out as they're discussing, like, yeah, someone's here, probably pirates, and... uh, this assessment is it comes from Face, who's like, I think that's probably pirates, sir, or grinder maybe. And, and Wedge is like, yeah, that makes the most sense because they are using a shitty encrypted channel and they're using it to send pointless bullshit, no uh, kind of disciplined messages to each other. They're gonna co- they're gonna cost them hundreds of credits in electricity costs, and yet they're doing it anyway. Yeah, that's obviously pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually, uh, I think, comes from the captain of the ship that oh, they're on. Right, Because yeah, they do ca- have a captain. We do have our two new characters, Hrackness and Taban. Yeah. Uh, there's more. There's they, they got a whole crew, but that, we that's We got Hrackness Everdeen here as the yeah. captain. and Hrackness is the new captain, and we also have Taban, his first mate. Uh-huh. Because, you know, we established that we now have an actual crew instead of just these jokers piloting an entire ship. And they get lines and stuff now. Yeah, they get stuff to do. characters. We also, as they get near, they're like, all right, you know, Wedge and... uh, Phelan is the... uh, And Phelan are going to go into their TIE fighters. Yeah. And they get in there, and then he's ready to go as Wedge, and he's like, huh, what's taking Phelan so long? And then Phelan comes over to the comms and is just like, God fucking damn it, what the shit-ass... Douche, fuck, bitch. And he's like, okay, please don't curse so much over the comms. You have to curse a dang much. <laughs> Wish you wouldn't use so many dirty words. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, turns out someone has taken the flight suit she was going to use, inflated it so it looked like it had a body in there, taped a knife to its hand, and then put it in the locker so when she opened it, it fell out and looked like someone was attacking her. This is very weird. Because they all just like, oh, it's just some dumb prank. It was a, it was a dumb prank, but if it had fallen on me right, it could have really stabbed me. So yeah. I'm kind of... And, and Wedge is like, I will deal with those jokers when we get back, but for now, are you okay to fly? And I'm still like, okay, it, it switched from prank to genuine problem when they taped a knife to it. Yeah. Like, like if it you know, put something else in there, that something, something embarrassing, not something dangerous. I, I don't think this is a prank. I think this is a setup for future bi- shenanigans, future <laughs> yes, problems. Someone was attempting an assassination via very slow falling knife. Uh huh. <laughs> the slow knife pierces the shield, John. <laughs> don't you say dune words at me. <laughs> Wait, are you on the side of no dune words? I thought you were with me on team yes dune words. No dune words. <laughs> I'm on no dune words. <laughs> you try to queeze that's my hatterack, and I will be so angry. <laughs> You want to uh, pause the recording and go out for a little Gamja bar? <laughs> Ooh, there's this local place that does a fabulous Gamja mm-hmm, bar. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, then try the Lisan Al Gabe. Sigh. Anyway, uh, they get all prepped then, and then they come out proper into the system. And 
they because they have decoded the actual transmissions of these before the pirates send actual transmissions towards them they get a few transmissions between them where the pirates are like oh it's captain dandy's back again what a piece of shit this guy is <laughs> he's gonna brag about his fucking porsche <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> that's where wedge got it it was just sitting in the garage on this ship <laughs> this is mine this is dibs dibs call it i call i call dibs uh executive officer privilege <laughs> but yeah this yes? is how can i help you yeah, <laughs> I'm Executive Officer Pil- Privilege. <laughs> That's me, Executive Officer Privilege. <laughs> I'm from Dantooine. <laughs> Who'd like a nice pilsner? <laughs> Damn it! Ah, so the pirates mm-hmm. are from what are they are calling this the Blood Nest because you know they're pirates and why wouldn't they use pirates goofy can't names? have cool names they always have to have dumb names they're like yeah this is the Blood Nest please respond and it is not good for them because they're immediately like hey man I told you to get the fuck out and not come back here and they're like oh fuck we fucked up hey pirates you remember us and he's, they're like yeah we want to blow your face off and then vent the rest of you to hard vacuum that's what we fucking want. And Face, who's trying to pretend to be Dorellian, is just like, uh, I thought you guys would remember how I offered a promise of mutual profit. Are you truly going to tell me you do not want more money and power? Mm-hmm. Surely you could not mean that. And meanwhile, Face is like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck and shit. We fucked up. We fucked. Jasmine, get your ship ready because this is fuck town. We, we are in fuck town. And they're yeah. like... No, no, fine, come in, we can have dinner and talk. Yeah, and this is enough for Wedge to be like, okay, from, from his TIE fighter cockpit, be like, okay, uh, everybody, go get in your X-Wings. Uh, even though I recently grounded uh, Tyria, tell her she can have her X-Wing back, and Fainan can have Phalans for now, because we're going to be in the TIE fighters. Everyone just get ready, because you're, we're probably going to need your help. Yeah, they're all very set. I mean, it's pirates. Why wouldn't you be? And they've already said, we don't like you. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm officer privilege. (laughs) I mean, a second ago, he was that other guy, but sure. (laughs) Well, yes, that's executive officer privilege. I'm regular officer privilege. I'm officer privilege. And I'm executive officer privilege. And I'm executive officer privilege. Oh, voices. (laughs) We don't know what we are doing. I can't remember a thing I've done. Don't listen to my brother. <laughs> he only lies, and I only tell the truth. That's correct. <laughs> I do. Potter. <laughs> it's the worst gag. <laughs> this is no midichlorian brothers. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's very close to midichlorian brothers. <laughs> uh, anyway, they get to the moon, and... You know, they're flying along. There's a signal they're supposed to follow in. Yep, yep. There's a landing pad they've been directed to, and they're following a transponder signal. But then Wedge notices something out of the corner of his mighty eye. Yeah, he's like, huh. Part of the moon over there appears to be bulging. Mm -hmm. And it was flat a second ago, so that can't be right. And that is when he realizes, oh, there is a, like, dome area there that was covered in fabric, and it's just coming alive right now oh shit there are two giant cannons that are pointing at us and he immediately is like all right Fallon fucking go 
uh, teams, get an X-Wings, fucking go. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Scramble. Everybody scramble. We are under attack. Mm-hmm. But just as quick as he does that, he also puts like a bunch of laser blasts into that cannon. So it gets like one shot off and horribly misses. And the next time it tries to shoot, it's so melty that it just blows itself up. Yeah. And, you know, failing for her part, gets the other cannon that was mm-hmm. uh, trying to lock onto them. And she doesn't even bother with the barrel. She just shoots the part where the guy is sitting and just kills him immediately. <laughs> and fuck this guy. Yeah. So uh, they, they've already killed some pilot, some pirates. And Kel manages to get out because his X-Wing is the one that's pretty much facing the exit. Because they had to, in this uh, bay, it is not large. So the X-Wings are, like, wall-mounted all around. Yes. So some are facing, like, the other walls. Mm -hmm. There's only a few that are actually facing the port. Yeah, they're all these, these like, uh, roller coastery rack things where some of them will be behind other ones. So even if your ship's in the front, you can get out, but you have to wait for people to get out of your way. So Kel's the first one out. He is pointed directly at the exit, so he just flies out. But as soon as he does... A ton of various ships from these pirates show up, and the Nightcaller's like, we got to do evasive maneuvers. If you're trying to get out of here, uh, wait or compensate, because we are dodging. Yeah, they're vectoring, because they can't present. Basically, what's happening is they, they want to keep the, the, the bow bay doors open so the, the ships can get out, but they can't present that part of the ship to all these uh, incoming pirates, or they'll shoot shots into the ship right there very easily and kill everybody. Yeah. So they got to they got to roll so they're not facing it. So they announce their vectoring and then they start to turn. So everyone else has to wait a second before they can launch. So Kel's alone. Luckily, the uh, the uh, the approaching pirate ships are going after Wedge. So he's got a little time, but he's going to be alone for a bit. Yeah. The uh, next person out ends up being Tyria, mm-hmm. and she was already kind of leaving, and she just compensates and turns with the ship to get out. But now. You know, Wedge makes the call. He's like, all right, uh, don't worry about being with your normal wingman. Just as soon as you get out, if a pilot doesn't have a wingman, you're their fucking wingman. Go. It also helps that normally he, he's also compensating for the fact that he is not normally Phelan's wingman. Yeah. And the two of them are in the TIE Fighters. So that's two groups that wouldn't have wingmen anyway. So, so he's uh, just like, at, here's how just it works. get him as you go. Yeah. So Kel and Tyria are now a pair. Uh-huh. They're a, and they're a cute couple. Aw, they're going to they're gonna end up together by the end of this book. Or dead. <laughs> They'll end up together or die trying. Uh-huh. So the two of them are flying in to help. Everyone else is waiting for the ship to turn around. And uh, meanwhile, Wedge and uh, Phelan are doing their best to fight off. And here comes everybody's favorite thing when we're reading these Star Wars fighter books. The uglies. Everything's an ugly because uglies are so fun to write about. Yep. Uglies, for those who do not know, are ships that have been cobbled together from pieces of other ships. Mm -hmm. So, like this one, we have like a headhunter with TIE fighter wings on it. But they're on like wings and not on like an H? Yeah. Yeah, so that's just stupid. It's very weird and... The weird part to me is I'm like, and then we find a TIE Fighter ball, but it's got, like, other wings on it. I'm like, why didn't you put the TIE Fighter wings on the TIE Fighter and have a full fucking TIE Fighter then? Then it wouldn't be an ugly. God damn it. You have the parts to make actual ships. The reason we do ugly so often in these books, I mean, I'm not sure, but my assumption, anytime it's it's uh, a group like this, like pirates, they don't want to make up a new ship. They may not even be allowed to. No. And... uh 
uh, uglies allow them to describe every ship individually and pad that page space, baby. Yeah. I mean, we get one that's basically a biblically accurate TIE fighter yes. where it's just like, just a, oh, what is this? It's all wings. It's just a big massive TIE fighter panels just in a big loose, ga- messy circle. Yeah. And I love that one. It's all be not afraid. Is it <laughs> just spinning as fire shoots out of it. I come with great tidings. <laughs> you must journey to the east. <laughs> Follow the star. The fuck? I love that there's one that's all wings and one that's just a tie ball with no wings. Yeah. <laughs> you got to imagine the guy who was like, I'm just in a tie ball with some repulsors underneath. It was like, Can I, you've got like 12 wings on that thing. Can I have two? No. <laughs> I am going for a thing I here. wouldn't be biblically accurate. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to do a whole weird thing. There's also, it sounded like there was one that was taped to a regular ass airplane. Like it, it had just wings on the top and a and a fuselage sticking out with a vertical and horizontal tail surface. Like they just carved out the fuselage of a Cessna and stuck the bits onto a tie ball. Yep, love we, it. We also get a uh, one of those like Imperial shuttles, but without any of the fins or wings. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically a little missile. <laughs> These are great. Amazing. Yeah, obviously. It's why they do the uglies, so that you can get weird-ass ships. I appreciate that these are a little weirder than usual, because normally when you get the uglies in ships, it's always a TIE fighter with X-wing wings. This is a a Y-wing with X-wing foils. Yeah, a B-wing, but there's a TIE ball in the rotating part instead of that cockpit it normally has. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon with a bunch of dicks glued to it. (laughs) Oh, that's just the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) It's going through a thing. (laughs) Han just got back from a bachelorette party. <laughs> I brought home all these dicks. <laughs> now, why can't that be the sequel trilogy we got? <laughs> Han Solo brings home the dicks. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 7, Han Solo brings home the dicks. <laughs> uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. Chewy, we're home in all these dicks. Chewy, we brought all these dicks home. <laughs> no, Chewy, you can't keep them. Uh, all right. Anyway, so everyone, you know, is off doing stuff. We get some fancy flying, obviously from Wedge, but we get a uh, a point where Fallon shows off that, like, she has been spending so much time in the TIE Fighter simulator, mm-hmm. and she's the only one who gets to fly in this TIE Fighter, that she knows what she's doing, especially in atmosphere. Yeah, she's got a lot of Atmo training, and so she is venting uh, these various uglies as they come near her. Yeah, she's doing things where it's like, oh, instead of like banking, because the wings on a TIE Fighter suck in atmosphere because yes. you will immediately drag, she's like, oh, I'm just going like straight up. And then just doing a full turn in air and coming straight back down. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm just using the wings as like blades through the air rather than trying to go against them. So almost everybody gets to do at least one cool kill if they've been mentioned previously in the story. So folks like, uh, you know, Face and and Face shows up. He's like, hey, I I, uh, got tired of sitting in the communication booth. I hope you're not mad. (laughs) He's Uh, like, yeah, because Wedge immediately is like the fuck are you doing here you were supposed to be in communication he's like do you want me to go back i can fly back if you want it was a boring conversation anyway uh but i did bring all these dicks with me (laughs) uh but we get 
Uh, everybody gets to do something cool. I do appreciate this book really likes to make gory descriptions of how the other pilots die. Oh, yeah. There's like a part where one of them gets a good, it's, it's failing, gets a good shot off on one of the uglies and cuts it in half, and oh, then no, half th- a pilot falls out. That's the fucking uh, Nightcaller. Oh, that's right. Because Nightcaller's like, dude, we're a Corellian Corvette. We have fucking guns, and just blows the back half of a ship off. Yeah, and you get Taban, the first mate, being like, fuck yeah, that's because we're good on this thing. I hope you toy pilots don't mind. <laughs> Us real ship people are going to do some work today. Uh, which is great. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Thank you, book, for reminding me that they do have a giant fucking battleship here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no Star Destroyer, but it is a actual battleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they, so uh, they're helping too. And, and yeah, half a pilot falls out the back of a tie ball. Just, just mean. Just nasty shit. But like, one thing that's worthy of note. Sorry, you were going to say Oh, something. I was just saying, like, Phelan absolutely blows up a few of them and then goes after... The uh, the transport that's the shuttle that doesn't have any wings or fin blows a few holes in it, but it's still sort of moving. Goes for the kill, and they're like, we surrender, we surrender. Jesus Christ, do not kill us. She's like, God damn it. Fine. You better do it quick. <laughs> and then it flies. And as it's flying away, we I think it's Kel and Tyria are having a conversation. Well, no, that one goes down. Some oh, okay. other ones yeah. leave. Some other ones are like, yeah, we're, we retreat as well. Fuck, you, fuck, off, fuck this. And uh, Kel's like, I don't think that's a real retreat. Something's wrong with it. I, I got a hinky feeling. Yeah, that's bullshit. There's no way that these two have just decided to turn around and run. Yeah, and then he goes, pig trough, and he flies off towards it. So I guess that's a reference to that planet they were on earlier. Well, yeah, because he sees as they are going that there is a crack in the moon there, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I get it. They're trying to lead people over to a area where they have hidden guns. Normally, if there's a crack in the moon, it's because someone's showing you their butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Proper. You got it. Uh-huh. And you you did it. I did it. And I really I I enjoyed that silence, especially that you didn't slap me after about five seconds. <laughs> you are a little far away for me to slap you. It's the problem. At least giving me a what the fuck? <laughs> what the f- <laughs> <laughs> So uh So anyway, yeah, he's like, there's a they're they're going back to cover, but there are there's something worse in that trench. We gotta go over there, Tyria. Yeah, so they take the long way around and are like, oh, instead of approaching it from the same way they're going, we'll go way far this way and then fly in into the trench so that we aren't just coming right at whatever they have planned. And sure enough, they come across a bunch of tracked land assault vehicles. that are like fucking tanks with guns Mm -hmm. that shoot missiles and lasers. Yeah, missile pod shooty things. I think one of my my favorite things here, because we get the part where the the uh, the shuttle. We already described how it got it got some holes blown in it and tried to surrender and went down anyway. But there's a part where it is shooting at wedge and it's got like this constant stream of laser light coming. Yeah, Adam, and he tries to dodge around it and flies to its flank, and then it turns out it's got a side mounted concussion missile tube on the side of it that shoots at wedge. And he's like, "What the fuck?" and dodges. And then he realizes, wait, there's no way that thing has enough power to shoot that many lasers. It's just shooting flashlights at me. Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, I am fucked because there's a missile coming at me. And if I keep going forward, I will get hit by the missile. If I stop, I'm going to get hit by these lasers. But he stops anyway and is just like, well, I hope my wings can stop enough of them that I don't die. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he stops and the missile goes in front of him, he's like, oh, none of these lasers have done anything to me. Oh, that's right, because this doesn't have enough energy to actually shoot that many lasers. So instead, it uses a fake array of targeting lasers to trick people into flying alongside it, and then it shoots them with a missile. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to force you to go to this side and then get hit. Neat. Yeah. 
Like, I, I got to feel, if you're Wedge in this situation and you realize you're up against some Rufio and the Lost Boys bullshit like that, you got to start to at least feel a little sorry for these dumb pirates, right? Where they're like, I cobbled together a ship with a trick I did. It just has the one. It can shoot sideways. Yeah. Once. I mean, we also get one that's like, oh, it was two different ships strapped together mm-hmm. so that eight linked lasers could be shot. However, in so doing, they shot very inaccurately. It shot eight different directions. That was the one that Jansen got to yeah, fight. Yeah, Jansen blows that shit up, and he's like, man, it's a good thing that they decided to put a ton of lasers and no accuracy on here. Yeah. He's like, well, lucky me, I guess, as he blows it up. Uh, every one of these things is getting blown up left and right. Tyria and Kel manage to take out those ground vehicles before they do any damage. We get, uh, I believe it's... Uh, Jasmine is currently flown out and is attached to uh, Donos. Don- Donos. Yeah, a- and uh, she's ta- she's uh, she shoots someone down. And she's like, "Wow, that was five. And-, and he goes, "Uh, no, I'm actually two. And she goes, "No, no, I just killed five. I'm an ace now. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Now I'm two days from retirement." Uh huh. So as she had that little happy announcement, I was like, "Oh man! Oh god damn it! Uh, I was one of the few non-humans. I don't kill one of those." Yeah, unfortunately. The way I read it is that the the problem is uh, Tyria and Kel got to the tracked vehicles with a bunch of shit. Like a little too late. A little too late. Because they have to shoot at them, but the vehicles shot into the... They shot uh, first, like so many Hans. They shot dicks first. Mm-hmm. And so they blow up, but the shots that they managed to get out hit, and it hits Jesmin and Donos. Yes. But Jesmin... Looks fucked. Yeah. She goes spiraling in towards the moon. They're trying to help her. She can barely talk because they lost inertial dampers on her ship. So she's feeling all the acceleration and all the G-forces. Yeah, because they're like, hey, fucking pull up. And she's like, can't reach stick. And they manage, they have an R2 unit communicate with her astromech. And and it's like, yeah, the astromech can't do anything. All the systems are down. It says goodbye. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck, man. <laughs> so Kel tries to do the thing where he flies up alongside the ship to help level it out so she can at least get the controls and is too late. And we get a lot of description of it and he's yelling no and everyone's telling him to pull away and get out of this this yeah. crash. Tries to have the R2 unit be like, can you eject for her? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, it literally has no ability to affect anything. It yeah. is fucked. And then she goes spiraling in and the ship breaks up on impact. It just absolutely like shatters on there instead of being like oh it just hits and blows up it is shrapnel on the moon i'm I'm assuming the reason that it's shrapnel instead of an explosion is because they consistently throughout the rest of the chapters will say she's probably dead uh so that's that's our chance to hope that she like somehow survived this crash yeah you never know but, but meanwhile, Donos didn't do anything to help and just came to a stop and is sitting there. And Tyria goes off to figure out what's up with that. And, and uh, he's like... Uh, I mean, he- she sees the top of his ship has been blown off mm-hmm. where the R2 unit is. He's lost his R2 unit. And we already know that was a trigger for him before. Yeah, so he's just like, dead. It, he's gone. Dead. Dead. And she's like... No, it's it, we aren't sure that she's dead. Wait, you're talking about your droid, aren't you? He's dead. He's he's gone. He's gone. And she's like, "Well, we don't have time to talk about that. We got to we got to rescue you." And he he's completely broken. And yeah, so she's like, "Hey, on my wing. I'm your wingman. Do what I do." And she like starts to turn and he just doesn't do anything. Yeah, so finally she goes, 
She goes, two, this is leader. Do Ta- you copy? No, Talon leader, this is two. Yeah. You have damage, let's go to base. And as soon as she brings up Talon, mm-hmm. his old squad, he's like, this is Talon leader. Yeah, you you have damage, follow me. He's like, okay, executing, and follows her in. Yeah. So he is broken. And we all knew it. He shouldn't have been on the team. God damn it, people. It's another failure specifically of Kel. I blame Kel. <laughs> Ordinarily, I'd blame Keenan, but not today. <laughs> not today. This is on Kel, because because Kel was the one who first encountered this droid bullshit. When he was, like, freaking out about the droid, Kel should have reported that shit to, to at least Fainan. Just tell the doctor. I mean, honestly, it's all on Wedge being like, oh, oh let's this... recruit this PTSD man. Yeah, this guy's very clearly got PTSD, and Jansen even was like, no, he used to be fun and gregarious and have a joke, and now... His demeanor is completely changed. He's obviously fucked up by what's happened to him. And Wedge is like, well, golly, that sounds great, and I don't care. Yeah, exactly. So so I, I guess there's a lot of places the buck could possibly stop, but the ultimate problem is that they shouldn't have tried to spend that buck. Yep. So they do manage to get, you know, Tyria manages to get Donos back by pretending to be in Talon Squadron. Mm-hmm. And they blow up basically everyone and managed to like run up the white flag from the pirates. Yes. We get a really quick description of wedge on the pirate base, which is an old ship that they've kind of grounded and he's talking to the pirate leader. Yeah. Uh, They've got all of the like personnel and everything there and all the pilots have them, uh, undercover. They've even kicked open up some tables in case there's secret guns that they can use. Yeah. The pirates. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, you probably have little hidden guns on you. So, we do have guns trained on this squad of pirates, but in case anyone tries anything funny, we want cover. Yeah, now the pirate leader is only willing to say, this is an uninhabited system, there are no laws here. Yeah, you so, c- you're, you shouldn't be here. Uh, we, we're allowed to be here because we're colonists and there's no laws. And he's like, oh, there's no laws, huh? All right, well, I guess there's no law that says I can't blow up your fucking base with all of you in it yeah, and then steal your shit, it's a great, you fuck man. It's a great line. He's just like, oh, you're right. You're free to go. And the pirates are like, what? Okay. And he's like, yeah, but there's no law. So also, my pilots are free to shoot you in the back. And also, we're going to take all your stuff and we're going to kill all of you uh, unless you start giving me something I want. Now, here's a problem. You can't offer me anything you have because I'm taking it. I'm <laughs> taking all your stuff. All the stuff you have? It's already mine. Yeah. So I want information. And the information had better be real good because you killed one of mine and I'm not feeling very generous. Yeah. I got to, I mean, ultimately, that's the kind of thing you say when you have the upper hand. But I'm like, I'm like, Wedge, I know you got one of your people killed. And I like Jasmine a lot. She was probably my favorite character in this dumb squadron anyway. But you killed like 35 of these fucking guys. Oh, it is the exact thought I had as soon as he was like, you killed one of mine. So you had better be real good. And I'm like, my man, you have murdered so many pirates you, this you, day. You killed one of mine while she was bragging about killing one of yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, everyone in this room hears you say that and is like, oh, really? Because about a dozen of my friends aren't here right now. My close personal friends that you murdered. Mm-hmm. Who's going to ask me if I'm cold now, you asshole? <laughs> that was our who, thing. Who our am I going to tell to shut up? <laughs> When I said shut up, what I meant was I loved him. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is this a kissing book? (laughs) Well, not if Tyria has anything to say about it. (laughs) 
Uh, so so yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. Yep, that's that's the chapters. That's At the, the end chapter. of it, they want information about what's going on with their shit, and maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll get it. Who knows? But we don't get any follow-up on what happened with Jesmine. As far as we know, she's still just scattered wreckage on the planet, just like her X-Wing and her droid. Yep. And uh, we don't know what's going on with Donos, who is just completely busted. And Wedge is not happy about it, and I don't blame him. No. I would not be happy either if I had made a very bad decision. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's so fucked up, And you're having though. to live with it, yeah. Because now he's got to have to report to Akbar about oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's why they had the discussion where it was like, Oh yeah, we needed to have a thing a few chapters ago where Akbar's like, "It's okay, Jasmine. You can go and and die if you want to. I won't hold it against Wedge, and he won't face repercussions for it." <laughs> of course, I'm lying. It's a trap. Wedge and Tilly's. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten his our new description of him as the cop of the uh, chief of cops of Star Wars. Get in my office, Wedge and Tilly's. <laughs> You wrecked 20 ships. <laughs> yeah, but they were all pirate ships. <laughs> I don't care. Mon Moth was up my ass. I wanted those uglies. <laughs> oh, he could have bumped them. Oh, Lord. So, there you go. That's uh, that's the, the sad end of the chapter. The, the, yeah, we lose the, Jasmine. That's the, fucked up. I know. She was my favorite one. Damn it. Of all the ones we could have lost, why couldn't it have been Kel? I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> Kel would be the best one to kill off. And, uh, I mean, now my favorite just has to be Piggy. Yep. So. I mean, my favorite was Piggy anyway, but Jasmine was a close second. Yeah. So so now it's all on Piggy. It's all on you. And if that... you die when they go investigate Ben Ring, I will lose it. And I know you don't because I know you are in later books, but still. <laughs> yeah. If they kill Piggy, we're done with this book. We'll switch to another book the same episode. <laughs> yeah. The very same episode would be like, and we're done. And I picked whatever book is at hand. If anything happens to Piggy, I will kill every Star Wars book. <laughs> My beautiful green boy. Look what they did to my boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, We're going to go talk about weird Star Wars shit now. Yeah, we haven't had enough talking about Star Wars shit. So if you want more Star Wars stuff, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery. That is where all of our bonus content lives. You can support our show. And if you go to the $4 a month level, you unlock our expanded expounded universe where we go to Wikipedia and we find stuff there to talk about that's weird and wild and informative that's what we do and it's a low low price and right there and available for you but hey there are other levels you could also support us at so if you want to just support us at the two dollar level that's great you get ad free versions of all of our major episodes in one convenient rss feed and you also get access to the bonus content for our system mastery show but at the ten dollar cream of the crop level you get our creamed corn at the cream of the corn level <laughs> at the cream of the crop level you find out that the cream rises to the top on balance off balance doesn't matter <laughs> you get all of our best randy's savage stuff uh and also our afterthought podcast which is mostly randy savage impressions mostly and our tv mastery which is just great it's a good show yeah and We understand if you can't support us financially, you can help support us by rating or reviewing, letting someone know about the podcast. All of that helps us grow, means we can keep doing what we're doing, and we appreciate you regardless. 
We love that you're listening. We sure do. So, hey, thank you so much for listening. And until such time as we make more Star Wars content, I've been Elan Sleaze-Bagano. And who does a guy got to blow around here to get a Dantooine Pilsner?